Day 223. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm Keith. I'm John. All right, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so Hosea, right? We've been in the book of Hosea right. for a day. <laughs> okay. Um, and Hosea is this prophet. He's prophesying to Israel primarily, but also to Judah. But he's prophesying in the eighth century right. before uh, Israel falls to Assyria, right. right? And so he's prophesying to God's people. And the main metaphor he's going to use is this metaphor of an unfaithful bride. Mm. Yesterday we talked, or the last episode we talked about how you know God says, "Yo, go marry a prostitute," right? And you're again, this is a prophetic sign act pointing to my relationship with Israel, right? Right? I've married a prostitute, and they've turned against me and been unfaithful so here he's going to start off yo hear this priests pay attention house of israel listen royal house for the judgment applies to you you too because you have been a snare at mizpah and a net spread out on Tabor. so here he's going to start talking about now not just the people in general but he's going to point a prophetic finger to the leaders the leaders right yeah. the priests and the kings who've led the people into idolatry. People didn't just slip into it. Right, right, like, right. Oh, right. we messed up, we messed up. No, 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 no. The leaders led them into it right. as well. Yeah. What really strikes out to me is after God gives this like sharp indictment, right? Mm -hmm. In chapter six, right, it just jumps in and it comes back and they're like, yo, come, let us return to the Lord. And yeah. so it's this, man, it's this concept like, I just can't get over how it is the kindness of God that leads people to repentance, right? Punishment for our sin, God calling out and indicting this group of folks for the ways that they've led folks into sin is going to be the thing that settles that conviction in our soul. Yeah. But it's the kindness of God that leads folks to come back, right? They're going to look and say, oh, mm. God has torn us down, right? God will. And in a sense, they're owning up to the fact that they've done wrong and they should receive this from God. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, God's continued kindness that's just throughout the pages of Scripture and even their experience that makes them feel that mm -hmm. even in the midst of being on the other side of God's disciplining hand, mm -hmm. that they can return to him and come back to him. Yeah, there's no, They see, it seems to be this sense in the text where there's no sin, there's no thing, there's, we can't go too far right. to where God can't bring us back yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And there's this confidence because of his character. Right. And what's amazing is in verse two, it'll say of chapter six, he will revive us after two days and on the third day he will raise us up mm. um, so we can live in his presence. And many have said that man, like maybe the prophet didn't know it, <laughs> but it literally does point to the work of Christ where you see he takes the judgment of God in death right. can't separate him yeah. from uh, being restored right. to God's right hand and yep. to his favor. Yeah, yeah. Man, so I love how the text goes on. <laughs> and after they talk about <laughs> they're going to repent, yeah. God starts to come into these little mats. And God's yeah. like, man, y'all's love is sometimey, yo. Yeah. Like, y'all's love is like... <laughs> missed in the morning like mm. it's like the dude it's there and it's real yeah when it's there it just don't last long mm. right and so yeah. you see god being honest yeah with them 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's like in chapter seven, man, he's like, he uses a bunch of imagery mm. kind of to describe the same things, right? right? So they're idolatrous. They have this false worship set up, right. right? They engaged in all this crazy politics, just all these things. But one of the things he says just really struck me, uh, verse eight and verse nine of chapter seven, where he's like, man, Ephraim, Ephraim uh, is actually an interchangeable word with Israel. So he means right. the same group of people, has allowed himself to get mixed up with the nations. Ephraim has, is turned is unturned bread baked on a griddle. Foreigners consume his strength, but he does not notice. Even his hair is streaked with gray, but he does not notice. In other words, uh, what God is saying, man, is one that like they've become so influenced by the world mm. that they've become indistinguishable mm. from the world. Right. right. And so God had redeemed his people and tried to set them apart by giving them the law. Right. And it's like now. The, to the naked eye, I can't tell if you guys people or not. Right. right. And it's just, I can see that today in our world sometimes, man. Like where we act so much like the people who don't know God. Right. People, yeah, have nothing, no way to demarcate who's yeah. God's people. Yeah. And then on top of that, he says, yo, um, his hair is streaked with gray, but he does not notice. In other words, what he's saying is like, man, there's this insidious nature to sin that is subtle, that right. is gradual, right. that you're drawn away from the Lord. And you wake up after a while, you're just so far from God, right. but it's so imperceptible and happens gradually over time, over time, after idol worship, after idol worship, right. after idol worship, and you just find yourself, yeah, far from the Lord. Yeah, bro, and it's a, like, to your point about being so influenced by the world, um, I don't think it's, you know, just by chance that even, right, this text right now stands up, stands out to us at the time that we're in right now, mm. you see them like making these political alliances mm. and God saying, no, listen, like your politics can't save you, right? Mm. And man, that's the thing about idolatry. Yeah. I, I think sometimes like we assume that the things that we put our trust in are gonna be the things that save us and help us out of our pitfalls. But I mean, yeah. throughout this, this whole text, uh, I, I think there's at least two things that God brings up. And one, uh, it's your idols are going to fail you. Mm -hmm. They're either going to fail you by their impotence, yeah. right? So it's like, God's like, yo, the golden calf that y'all made, mm -hmm. I'm going to crush it to pieces. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that it can do. So our idols are either going to fail us because they can't save us, yeah. or they're going to fail us because they'll eventually betray us mm. and that's what he's saying yo you're putting your hope in all these groups but they're they're gonna suck the life mm. out of you like they're gonna turn on you like mm. y'all think that you're on the same page you think you value mm. human life in the same way right yeah, you think you value justice in the same way mm. but it's like from the right and the left mm. right for our days mm. right what once they're done with you, mm -hmm. they're going to turn on you. Yes, and yeah. God's saying, listen, those things can't save you. And mm -hmm. he even goes so far just to say, nah, listen, I'm going to come through and make sure y'all mm -hmm. experience the failing, right? Yeah. So God's like, I'm not just going to leave things up to chance. I'm going to step in and mm -hmm. sweep y'all away and make sure that like y'all hit rock bottom from all of this but this is where we go back to the hope in 
Yeah. Hosea 6, right? God, God's going to tear down. Yeah. But the same God that tears down heals. His discipline isn't meant to destroy us. Mm-hmm. It's to discipline us, to humble us where we see that what we put our trust in doesn't work. Yeah. But God yeah. does. No, that's good, man. That's yeah. so good. Uh, so many things were so dope. I think I'll just close with just the fact that in 8, um, 8 2, he's like, Israel cries out to me, mm. my God, we know you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he goes on into this long list of stuff. It's like basically to prove they don't. And we just uh, see the hypocrisy, right? right? Like there's this aspect of mm. when we've given ourselves to idolatry so much that we probably either deceive or we're just portraying outwardly that we know God, but our lives and our hearts are in denial. And to your point about idols betraying us, one of the things we see here is that idols enslave us, mm. right? They enslave. And so God is like, yo, um, now he will remember their guilt and punish their sins. As you said, they will return to Egypt, right? Mm. Very key. Right. Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces. Judah says, Judah has also uh, multiplied fortified cities. I will send a fire to the cities and consume the citadels. In other words, um, I heard this pastor, uh, I think John Stark is his name. Yeah, He says that uh, idols are slave traders masquerading as abolitionists mm. and he's like yo Sheesh. like yeah i was like Ooh, that's, that's like the this is a little tip <laughs> when i really love a quote i don't favor it or right. like it yeah. i just screenshot it and keep it in five uh, <laughs> so i can use it later um but yeah i was like that's so profound because man they they, they seem to be freeing um but they're only enslaving and they mm. yeah take us away yeah the lord ah uh, so father today we pray that you would help us to see idols clearly for what they are help us not to put our trust in them but to put our trust ultimately in you father however far we are from you however far we feel right now i pray that you would remind us that you're more than willing um uh not just to accept us back but to bring us back father we Mm. pray that you would bring us back to you it's in jesus name we pray amen amen